Greetings! Thanks for downloading the Horrible Movie Podcast. Um, you can listen and find us and download us at iTunes. Folks, please rate, review, and subscribe and, you know, just enjoy us on the iTunes. It helps us a lot for downloads in general and for moving up charts, if you will, quote-unquote charts. Um, We are also on Google Play. We're also available on revolverpodcasts.com. Go there and download us and listen to the other great podcasts on the Revolver Podcast Network. Um, We have a special guest this week, Aaron Dicer. Uh, He is an audio entrepreneur and a good one. I I, I constantly call him the pro because he is the pro. Um, You need to check him out. Just Google his name, folks. Aaron Dicer on the old Google machine. Sift Pop is a podcast that he does. He's got a YouTube channel called Your Movie Friend. So go there, check those movie reviews out, folks. They are very well done. Trust me, very, very well done. Uh, Follow him on Twitter. Uh, You can uh, check him and uh, Danae out uh, on... uh, They have a syndicated radio show that they have on... uh, I mean, closing in on... 100 stations nationwide. Uh, and overall, folks, man, what a great guest. Aaron Dicer is the pro for this podcast. Great guy and a great listen. We talk about The Last Airbender. Man, what a great movie for this podcast. It was like tailor made for this podcast. Hope you enjoy Aaron Dicer, the horror movie podcast, along with special guest producer Phil. Uh, and man, great episode. Enjoy it. See ya. Really? Are You Afraid of the Dark was pretty good. Whenever, um, whenever I was, I don't know, 13 or 14 or whenever I was watching that, uh, Clarissa Explains It All with mm-hmm. Melissa Joan Hart. Came on, na 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 na. Came on first, mm-hmm. and then they that. had like um, all that. Okay, I don't remember that as much. And then they had one other show that I can't remember. That was a regular TV. It wasn't Hey Dude. Did you ever watch Hey Dude? You know what that is? That that I remember. That was that like a Dude Ranch show. Uh huh. And Ben Stiller's real life wife. Uh, Christine Taylor was on was on that show. Okay, and then after that, Are You Afraid of the Dark came on. Wow, some... you were a Nickelodeon child. Now, a little bit, I guess so. Um, I think parents weren't home much. No, TV they were home. You. They were okay, home a lot. You gonna be all right? I I uh, really believe that. Uh, you already talking about Double Dare? No, that it's was more back. of a daytime. That was a daytime show. Oh yeah, and then. Um, Mark Summers was the host. Yep. And I really enjoyed that show. Double Dare was good. Uh, Nick Arcade was another one that I really enjoyed. Oh, that I remember. I like I like. Are we be- the same age? I keep thinking you're like a lot younger than me. No. I just have a youthful look. 
I yeah. eat a lot of dolphin embryos. That's what keeps me useful. Me too. Um, <laughs> and I've really upped my game lately, just trying to really. How many do you do a day? I'm 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 up to a uh, I'm up to a full fifth uh, carton of fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get the six packs. Well, that's what you need to upgrade because <laughs> yeah. if you buy a little more in bulk, they, get, they cut you some price. Sam's yeah. has a great deal right now. Um, oh, I didn't even know Sam's did them. Yeah, well, they've they've they bought it a whole marina. Wow! Uh, in the Keys, in the Florida Keys. I did not know that. The entire Walton family has their um, has their mansions along. No, it makes uh, sense. I mean, if you're not buying your dolphin embryos in bulk, I mean, <laughs> you're really missing. You out. buy a school. That's true. Them. Yeah, that's true. Do dolphins swim in a school? They do now. Is that is that what dolphins do? What's well, a dolphin world. in? I think a pod. <laughs> um, speaking of water, I, I don't know if, if you knew this or not, mm-hmm. but this week's episode of the Horror Movie Podcast features you, uh-huh. Aaron Dicer. Yeah. Surprise, you're on Totally Hidden Podcast. This is podcast. a podcast? This is actually, <laughs> we were just sitting around. Is that why we were talking about dolphin pods? Uh, is that like a little... Yes. All right. And we, uh, it's a podcast... Mainly, we talk about dolphins and mm-hmm. um, the seriousness of Other dolphins. Other tips on staying young. And, yeah, and keeping dolphins away from being ground into tuna. Uh-huh. That's our normal podcast. Speaking of being ground into tuna, mm-hmm. that's about what watching this movie is like for me. Um, <laughs> the Last Airbender, literally, I hope, is the last airbender. <laughs> See, I don't. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. You can't get worse. I love the property. You like, can't get bring, worse. No, you cannot get worse than this. That property is so full of amazing things. They so just, it should be good. Aaron, not, I, I think but. you and I are the same. Where we've both watched the show. Have you you watched both shows? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched uh, Last Airbender every season. I watched Korra as well. Okay, yeah, I'm the um, same way. I have no background in in Last Airbender. In this fact, fun. I I was one of the confused with the Avatar thing. Because I didn't, I think I knew that was of this. Confusing. Yeah. But then Avatar with the blue people came out, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was like, "Oh, so this is like the Airbender stuff." And then people would be like, "No, this is some this made up like, thing that James Cameron created." It came out like the very next year after Avatar. But yeah, they were that, in development at the same time, and it got mm, really confusing. And, and that was the whole reason he, changed, he had to change the name, right? Because I. Was he originally going to go with Avatar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Last it was a marketing yeah, thing, so. though, where he was like, I don't want people to get confused. Yeah, I don't think he had to change the name. I think he just chose not to call it Avatar right. because of that whole thing. But the Probably. TV show was. So, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you Ava- Avatar. Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? No, no, no. That's how they pronounce it in the movie. It's oh. one of many things about the movie that oh. I'm like, what? Mm. The pronunciation is so bad. What? My acting's really bad, too. There are so many things. I'm so excited to talk about This was... This is a very painful experience. Can I just tell you? Please. Having to watch this again was torture. I, I promised I myself. I promised myself I was just going to put in the past and forget Mm-mm, about it. No. Because of that, I can't come on a podcast and talk about it unless I watch it again because I dumped mm. it all before. So now I have to put myself through that torture again. So this is so far off of actual Avatar that... You mean the, the, like the animated uh, series? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that it's like... Nonsense to you, no, I, listen, to you guys. My issue is not story primarily. I have some story issues, but my issue is are so many other things other than story. Um, I just, you know, I'm feeling like as a guest of this podcast, some people get to come on here and talk about like their favorite Marvel movies, you know, wonderful thing. And That's what I we did have, last week. I have <laughs> to watch 
the last airbender oh, so for a offended. second time you're offended I'm just saying next time <laughs> let's have some fun well first time you're on i, I <laughs> season of the witch yes so you have a really bad run really i mean you're you know, a great it, you're it a great guest the horrible movie podcast i do get that so i know what i'm in for we're just putting you through the paces of i get it i totally get it coming into this next time we'll give you a grand slam like what would be a perfect one for you to do like a good movie? Like no, a, I mean... Like a good bad movie? A good bad movie. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about okay, it. Okay, don't... But think about it. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to let you, you pick it okay. next time. All right. Even though we kind of picked this kind of in a... The first one, Season of the Witch, was definitely... You said, you know, just pick a movie. And I was like, yeah. All right. This oh, I one, loved that. This one's bad. I loved let's that. Let's do that. And then this one was more along the lines. We had talked about how bad this was. Uh, and then we're like, oh, let's do that one. Uh, so next time, it'll be all on you. It is so bad. Okay, well... Um, first things first. Yes. I want you to tell us just all about the uh, world that is Aaron Dicer. Oh, okay. Tell everyone that's listening where they can find you on the internet. Sure. What shows you're affiliated with, mm-hmm. any projects. I, I Take an hour and a half. Sure. No, no, right no, now. Is, that is right. I am one of those people that it's involved in too many things, and so it gets confusing when I try to talk okay. about them all. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably love movies uh, or hate them or a combination of both. Uh, so I'll start with our pop culture podcast, uh, which is called Sift Pop. Uh, we do that every Friday in front of a live internet audience. We record it uh, in front of a live audience and then put it up on the podcast feed. So you can just search for Sift Pop, um, you know, wherever you do your podcast. That's S I F T P O P. For most of the other stuff, if you search for my name, you're gonna find the other stuff. Uh, I'm the only Aaron Dicer out there, so it's A A R O N D I C E R. Uh, I do stuff with a co-host named Danae Hughes, and we do a syndicated morning show uh, that's on at about 70 stations across the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also do podcasting. So we do a podcast called Shoe the Dough that's every Tuesday. Uh, we actually just recorded a great conversation with a hip-hop artist about a oh. lot of the racial stuff that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sometimes gets deeper like that. Sometimes it's just completely goofy. It's right. whatever is on our hearts or heads to kind of have fun with mm-hmm. or to talk about. So right. that's, that's kind of what we do with the dough uh so and you'll find various other things there as well that we do but that's a good place to start if you're really interested you know follow me on twitter uh just at aaron dicer and i'll tweet about different things um the other movie thing that i'll mention to finish with is your movie friend uh and that's those are the reviews that i do on youtube so uh, every weekend i review two movies and uh, actually i tweet out a poll so people can pick the movies they want me to review each week and uh, I just do a YouTube review and put those up and have a good time with that. I also do uh, reviews locally for the NBC affiliate. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually an official, quote unquote, movie critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go out to L.A. every January for the uh, Critics' Choice Awards and vote on those. And so that's all part of my movie-loving area of stuff. So yeah. like I said, there's a lot there. It's easy to get confusing. If you just, remember Sif Pop in my name. And you your name. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and and this is Phil speaking. Producer Phil. Producer I knew that, Phil. Yeah. I knew that, Phil. Yeah. We weren't sure who Thanks was talking. Me, was by a, the way, Jack. This There's is actually, a voice. The, he, I thought he was going to say, oh. this is a trucker driving by. I'm not sure how I got on this signal. <laughs> but oh. where's the nearest? It's the, uh, disem, it's a, the disembodied voice of all the dolphins I know. we've stolen the embryos from. <laughs> so young. so Jack, Jack was back. a guest on, I think it was like episode 41 or 42, kind of in that range. Uh-huh. I, I've been listening to every episode since then, and I really like it. I'm like a genuine oh, fan. Oh, Sif Pop? Yeah, it's a great, oh, awesome, it's a great show. Yeah, you guys do really good work. We have a good time. We always talk about, you know, one of the main movies that's, I shouldn't say 
say always, but you know, almost every week we talk about the main movie that's mm-hmm. coming out. We'll go see it and review it a little bit, and then we'll pick something else in pop culture, talk about that, and then we always end with buried treasure. By the way, Jack has been on twice now. Twice. So Two you were times. on last week's episode. Secret of pets. Secret life of pets. Secret life of pets. The secret yeah. of pets. <laughs> the secret <laughs> of owning a pet. <laughs> the secret of pets is don't get one. That's they will, the secret. They will own your life. <laughs> yeah, and run sure. run your life. Absolutely. And it's fun. Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, if you're worried about them spoiling anything, they don't ever do that. Like, they do that on, like, a separate episode. Yeah, if you you subscribe to the podcast, you can either listen to the spoiler cast or not. We record, after we're done with the main podcast, we record spoilers. Uh, And that way, if you've seen the show and you want to hear further talk, you can, you know, listen to it. We also did, on your episode, Game of Thrones Season 6. Oh, man. So we talked about Secret Life of Pets and Game of Thrones. And it's and beautiful. That I, was that was one of my favorite spoiler casts we've ever done was the Game oh, of Thrones stuff. Just because it's fun. that show is so intricate and it's hard to talk about without spoilers. You know? Right. But you know, if you've watched it, then that's the stuff you want to talk about. You can be honest, Aaron. It was just because Danae wasn't on that particular one. <laughs> she, I, she stepped out of it and I felt bad. Well, she's she's she read the books. And she didn't want to be spoiled. She does not want to watch any of the TV show until all the books are out and oh, she's my. read them all. And she'll be 80 by the time this happens. <laughs> and trust me, folks, she's a long way from 80. Yeah. Man, crazy. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. It's a good episode. And not just because I was on it. No, I, I didn't it was a good episode once. for many reasons. And one of the reasons was that you were on it. No, you I did rap. So. Did I rap? rap at the end? What did I do? I thought you rap. I think I did rap end. on the Yeah, end. I think you actually did. Uh, that's what this podcast really has turned into. It was into. the George R.R. <laughs> Martin rap. Oh, it was. From his uh, appearance in season six of Game of Thrones, he when he there. wrote himself into the story right. as George R. R. Martin. It's like a Mel Brooks thing. The medieval it's rapper, very Mel yeah. Brooks of him mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, so, this week's episode, The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> it really is. Can we all agree that it's horrible? Yeah, it's is bad. anyone here saying it's great at yeah. all? No, no. There's there's hardly anything to like in it. I think I saw it's a, it's currently a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it six? Yeah, that's maybe too high. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't. <laughs> forty two. Is it Metacritic's? Is the other one that I always see on there? I, I think it's yeah. like a forty two percent, which is really low for that because it it will sometimes mm-hmm. balance things out. But at any rate, first things first. Let's get at some details out of the way. Sure. Time for some deets. Directed by the one, the only. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. M. Night Ding Dong. Um, he's done a lot of good work. Guess who also produced it? M. M. Night. Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wrote it. Sam Mercer and Frank Marshall, which Frank Marshall is, mm-hmm. and Sam Mercer too, but these are all legitimate, huge names. Sure. That doesn't mean it can't be nope. god awful. Um, based on Avatar The Last Airbender. Phenomenal animation. You guys series. are big, big fans. Oh. It's, it's one of the best ones I've seen. I don't know if I've. I don't know if I've met anybody that's watched it that didn't like it. I, no, I haven't I heard that. Yeah. Universally acclaimed. My brother-in-law talks about it a lot, how mm-hmm. much he's, he and, really enjoyed it. It's really so. perfect for all ages. Like, it's not just for kids. Absolutely. Well, and that was the whole reasoning behind M. Night even doing this movie is because this was a show that he and his daughter had that they both liked to watch. They mm-hmm. share together. Yeah. And then he's it's like... It's so hard to believe that. I'm it's M- so hard to believe you love this show. Yeah. And then it and then it turns into this. Yeah. I think it just goes to show you how hard it is to... You but have, it's like he didn't get the show. Mm, like I, you watch sad. this movie, and it, yeah, am I, I wrong, Phil? I, mean, I, I got to disagree, Jack. I, I think it was a softball. I, I think it was like a he should have done. He, this should have been. It should have been grand no-brainer. slam over, yeah. over the fence. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I just don't know how he messed it up. 
that's exactly what I thought coming out was how do you mess this up? What a phenomenal story, what great characters, and you have dull, lousy characters in a lukewarm story. It's really just bad like, acting in general. And yeah. Just that story. yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of acting, the airbender is Noah Ringer. Mm-hmm. I don't know much else he's ever really done. I don't know that he has done much else. Yeah, one other thing, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. That's how good I am at this. He, um, I, we looked this up just you know before doing the show, but he got acting lessons like a month before they started oh, filming. He was. He, he yeah, was not was a an big actor thing because he was. Yeah, he, he was cast, and it was like he's never done anything, but he'll do great. Yeah, he was. He was like a martial arts kid. Like he grew up, you know, kind of being that karate kid. And then they found him because they were looking primarily for someone that could actually kind of stunt and mm-hmm. you know roll around, and kick and stuff like that. So they they he was really good at all that. And, and he so has like, a couple moments of that in the movie where you can yeah, see that you know yeah. the sliding moment that I think you know yeah, you stands can, out. I mean, there's some stuff in you there. can tell he didn't get trained to do martial arts right before the picture, but right. he, you could definitely tell he got acting lessons right before the picture. That it wasn't so. that big of a stretch for him to do. Some Maybe of it's stuff a lesson that you get somebody who can act and then train them to do okay martial arts or get a stunt double. You yeah. know, you, you can <laughs> you can do those kind of things as opposed to trying to get somebody who's good at martial arts and Did train ha- them back. Uh, it has to be a pretty young person, though, right? Yes. What's what's is it? Ong? <laughs> it's supposed to be Ang. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> no. It's supposed he and I, to be Ang. He and I have talked about this too. So I, Ang, let's call let's call him Ang. Even I'm though he going calls himself, call him Aang, even though he calls himself, I don't Ong. Care. It's always Ong it's, in the movie, but that's I, wrong. It blows my mind. Like, why didn't they call it? You know, Avatar: The Last Arbender. Like, I mean, every hard A is an ah sound in this oh, movie. I don't he's from New England. If he's that, that's the New England. <laughs> I have no idea. Um. So he, uh, Noah the Ringer, uh, was brought in as the Ringer. Mm-hmm. He really hasn't done a whole lot else, even since then. Cowboys and Aliens, that's the other thing I, that he was in. Oh, really? He was like the little kid in that. Well, that's, that's, an- that's another movie you could do on the Horrible Movie Podcast. That's it. That is actually perfect for the, this podcast. Um, Dev Patel, I called him, uh, he's, he plays Zuko. Mm-hmm. I called him uh, Zuko Skywalker because he's very Anakin-esque in, uh-huh. this, in his role. By the, the way, the very, only ooh, character ooh, work in the movie that I think closely resembles the character in the animated series is Zuko. Because it's uh, the nation. if you were going to put a nationality on that character, it would be like a, uh, from in, like person from India. Is that, mm-hmm. what, is that our thought process? Well, what about, I mean, that's, what about not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not a- talking Aang, about Aang. Ang, <laughs> Ang, where's he yes. supposed to be? Where's his nationality? I don't know. I mean, in the in the does it matter in the in the cartoon? I don't think it in the cartoon matter. it matters that much. I mean, I feel like the water tribes are kind of an Eskimo tribe. Oh, okay, um, it feels that way. Yeah. Uh, right. And but I, I, that stuff didn't matter in the animated show as much as it was pretty diverse. Whereas you know it was kind of whitewashed with this. Yes, uh, and that's that was another thing the movie dealt with and and had a lot of backlash for. I think appropriately so. I think. You know, they could have found some, you know, Surely some someone. people of color to play these parts that were played by, you know, apparently people of color in the animated series. So, um, example, uh, I, I don't know what, yeah, what the fly? Did we have a fly in here, which is really it's weird. Landed on my mic twice. I just don't want to eat it. because <laughs> you're a super taster. Yes, yeah. that's true. We learned um, that last time. You're a super taster, um, and that would be weird. It would also, taste very it will take weird. Years off the work I've been doing with those dolphin embryos. Flies add yeah. years, and that's why people that eat dolphin embryos, folks, don't ride motorcycles that's because right. we don't. It's a that's whole right. process. People don't even understand. They don't. Stuff. Well, you, they can't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid people. Um, <laughs> non-dolphin eaters. I mean, embryo. Whatever. Okay, uh-huh. I'm done. Nicola Peltz. Okay, plays. What's her face in this movie? Katara. 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 Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Um, 
her dad, real life dad, billionaire businessman. Nice. Well, I always wonder how she got this role. She's also <laughs> are in. Are you saying she paid for it? I don't. I'm not saying that. She's just a really bad actress. Um, but they all are. Yeah, they all are. She's also the the female lead in that replaced Meg, Megan Fox in the Transformers franchise. Is she really? She's the one that went out with. She had like some older boyfriend in it, and there's this weird conversation in the Transformers movie about how she's 17, and then the boyfriend explains how he can go out with her because she's 17. It's like the weirdest. No one has ever done. By the way, Transformers: Age of Extinction on this podcast. Yeah, and I'm not sure why it is the worst thing ever. It's like fall asleep bad, like, and it's long. Which which Transformers movie is that? It's the fourth one. The fourth one, which says a lot. I mean, I'm trying to remember which Marky Mark is. I'm trying to remember which one I hated the most. Anything with Shia LaBeouf, I'm gonna lean on. That's the bad one, and he's in three of them. I hated all of the Transformers movies. I I did not like. I think it was the I think the first one because it was such a letdown. I think it's probably well, the, the one the, that I hated the most. motion. I know this, we're not talking about Transformers, but the well, motion, right now. the robot, the internal workings of the robots were so weird on that one that it was like, we're looking at. So anyway, uh, Jackson Rathbone, he's Jasper from Twilight. Mm-hmm. He plays what's his face? Oh uh, well, Sokka yeah, in it's the supposed TV to be Sokka. show. Sokka. in the movie for some reason, Sokka. It's Sokka. I. Why? Help me understand why. Probably Frank Marshall was the producer. But, I mean, he probably uh, said one of them. Were they trying to like? Were they trying to give it some element of like not along with the uh, like you say like hoity-toityness or something? Like, what, were they trying to make it sound? That was my only thought. Was maybe they were trying to go for authenticity of like? But the but they have an entire series where he's yeah. called Sokka. I mean, like, they, they literally say his name a hundred times in the show, and from the first mention of his name in the movie, is wrong. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. So it's so weird. Well, there's a lot of mispronunciation. Have you ever seen that in the movie? Like, I've, I've, that has content. I've never seen it where it's been transitioned from a known audio property to another audio property. I mean, like, Spider-Man like, movie, he'd be Spitter, Spiderman. Yeah, Spiderman. I mean, I've I, I read like a book where like the how I pronounced it in my head, in your head was but different. That's different. Like, if you totally read Game different. of Thrones yeah. and you're like, oh, that's Sayerse. Yeah. But it's Circe. You know, <laughs> that's that's one thing. Yeah. But when you've actually heard it pronounced, yes. That's Bad. just not. There's actually now. There are three there's flies. A flies we have now. been invaded. Here, hit hit pause. I'm gonna kill some flies here. <laughs> I'm killing some flies. We're not gonna eat the embryos. Do it. We're going live. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, this movie uh, release date was June the 30th, 2010. Uh, that was in New York, and then the world premiere, the U.S. premiere, July the 2nd. So just about exactly six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's had this much impact that it's still. I just remember when I walked out of the last Airbender. I actually stayed through the whole thing and walked out, not walked out in the middle of it, which I felt like doing. Uh, but when we left, I had taken my oldest son, who at the time was eleven, and I just I tried to ask my kids, "Hey, what'd you think?" Without giving any indication of how I feel about a movie. And so I said, hey, what'd you think? And he went on a, I never heard him do this before <laughs> with anything. He went on like a 20 minute rant about how awful it was. And that confirmed in my mind. And you two and watched we, the show together? Yeah, we watched the movie. Yeah, so he we was like show. super pumped. We both were, right, yeah. And, well, and that's, that's, and that's, that's and telling. He was like the perfect age to see that movie too. Yeah, and even he was like, they totally didn't understand the characters. You know, they totally messed everything up. They pronounced things wrong. Wow. So, Same. yeah. It was. It was very sad, you yeah, know? That is his sad. dad and his son just wanted to enjoy a TV show adaptation that they love. They and couldn't get it right. It's no. not the first time that something's been screwed up that should have been easy to do, right? 
But and it won't be the last, I can guarantee you. The, the other name we haven't mentioned yet that they messed up was in the show it's Uncle Iroh, and yeah. in the movie it's Uncle Iro. Iro. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just happen? over and over again they keep mispronouncing stuff. I just don't know how that even happened. Weird. Um, budget was 150 million. Box office was 319 million. Yeah. Well, that should tell you how much people really loved the property, and they came out for it. And that's another thing that's such a shame about how much they blew it because I really think of any of the properties. You see all these properties coming out in these expanded universes. Yep. How cool would an expanded movie universe be of the Avatar world? Yeah. Oh, it would be amazing. I would, love, I would love some Korra movies too. Yeah. But I don't It'll know. never happen. No. It'll never happen. And it's a bummer because uh, it's such, such... There's a window we walk right through. Fan fiction. We can totally film all this ourselves. <laughs> Who wants to be the Avatar? Uh, I would have to eat quite a few more dolphin embryos to, to pass myself as the Avatar. Okay. Well, I choose, I'll be uh, the Jasper character. Katara, is that his name? Her name is Katara. I didn't want to be Katara. <laughs> Sokka? Sokka. I yeah. definitely look like a Sokka. Um, speaking of Sokka, uh-huh. it's time for 30-second synopsis. 30-second synopsis? Yeah. We have to okay. do it on this movie. You want me to do it on this movie? Mm-hmm. All Ready? Right. No, but... Uh, 30 seconds, and if you do not finish this in 30 seconds, uh, you will be swallowed up into the ice, and we'll thaw you out in 100 years, and you can finish it then. All right. Okay, ready? I can do this in five seconds. Oh. <laughs> uh, what's our record? Uh, it's It's been like 18 or something like that. I think like we that. did an 18. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. Ready? Go. There was this amazing cartoon, and M. Night ruined it. <laughs> oh, How was uh, that? I got How was that? 3.27 seconds. <laughs> to give you a genuine synopsis, oh, if you want to time on. me. All right, here we go. Hold, Ready? hold, on, hold on. That was the unofficial <laughs> record breaker. There's an asterisk in the Hall of Fame. Sure. The horrible uh-huh. movie Hall of Fame. Yeah. Asterisk by your name on that one. The asterisk, no problem. As long the asterisk at the bottom reads, he did not actually synopsize the movie at all. <laughs> That's right. Right. But he did do a pretty good job. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Was, that. It wasn't, that's, that's it not wasn't false. in my brain. It wasn't false, <laughs> and it was very thorough. Are you ready? Sure. Mm-hmm. Go. In a world where there are people that can uh, bend the different elements, fire, earth, water, and air, they have an avatar, and this avatar can actually bend all of them, whereas most people can only bend one. The avatar has been missing for about 100 years, but a couple of waterbenders find him trapped in an ice ball. They release him. He then goes and tries to learn how to bend water. Not really sure why. The movie doesn't really give us any indication why he does that, but they go with him, and turns out there are firebenders who don't want the avatar to live, so they have a big battle and then uh, the Avatar looks to go to a sequel. Okay, you got 31 seconds on that one. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Very thorough. And I get this. I missed. All right. For our listeners out there, we're just going to be swatting flies the entire time. <laughs> I've got like three <laughs> flies in here, and they are, um, I think what has happened is they realized what movie we were doing, <laughs> and they have come out in droves, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to bend the Almost air to it. get this thing out of here. <laughs> Uh, Ryukin. All right. What so, we do need right now is some airbending. That'd be awesome. Would it collapse their little fly lungs? All right. Very, oh, I like. I'll get on a harness and you run should around. Have, should have video going. So, Soka. Soka. Can we just agree to just pronounce the names right? I'm. I'm okay. With you. So this is Soka. Soka. Yes. And Katara. Yes. Hunting because they are part of the waterbending tribe. Yeah. The Southern Waterbending Southern, Tribe. Southern Southern Waterbending Tribe. <laughs> and we're we're looking for food out here. I'm not a very good hunter, Saka says. 
but I'm not as good as blah blah blah. He lists off some other things that I didn't. Well, know. she should. We should also mention that she is a waterbender, but there are no supposed other waterbenders in her tribe because the Fire Nation has tried to eliminate all other benders suppressed. from the world. Yes, suppressed. Which exactly. the Earthbenders are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Because they are very powerful, and also the the tribe that we spend the least amount of time with, and it's the Earth. Oh, so sad too. Yeah, Sokka, mm-hmm. Katara are hunting. They find an iceberg, mm-hmm. and Jack from Titanic is not trapped in it. Iceberg, right? <laughs> oh, crikey! It's <laughs> Ang, yes, and his beloved flying water buffalo, bison, 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 yeah, M Bison. Appa. Appa. Not Appa. No. That's what you get when you go to Applebee's. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Which this is like one of three scenes that Appa is actually in in the movie, maybe. By the way, I like Appa in the movie. Well, they can only afford... Appa looks good in the movie. Yeah, he looks good, but they didn't use him very much. Right, yeah. Well, they can only afford to use him. That $150 million budget was was not Mm -hmm. not useful for the... Sure. uh, I'm dying with these He's He's a genuine... I know, seriously. I'm just gonna ignore them. Okay. I'm just gonna let them land right in my mouth. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even care. It'll take years off your life, though. All this dolphin embryo hate, work. Listen, we all gotta uh, go sometime. Up is a genuine character in the show, but in mm-hmm. the movie, he's almost non-existent. He's he's non-existent. As is transportation, uh, as is the spider monkey, um, Momo. You know, Momo, and Momo's in there like once. Yeah, yeah. And he's like he. I mean, he has some really funny scenes in the show. And I don't mind. And I don't mind again a movie condensing stuff from yep. what it's adapting it the like story to, stuff yeah. is not what you i mean you have to do that the source material is like 10 hours so yeah exactly you have to condense it you have to leave things out but you better leave the right things out yes and you better choose the right things to keep in and you better have a story that we care about from start to finish much like the avatar we don't know these guys don't know that they've found the avatar I laugh so hard whenever he wakes up and he's just so bright eyed and he's been in this in this iceberg for like a uh-huh. hundred years or if whatever. You, if you slept for a hundred years, you'd be bright eyed and bushy tailed too. He is. Yeah, he's cool. I just been on ice, man. <laughs> oh, I got lost. I've got to get back to my tribe. It's like <laughs> we found you in an iceberg. Do they ever tell him that? I mean, they were there to be like, <laughs> I mean, do you realize we found you in an iceberg? Like this is normal. Maybe maybe they find these things all the time. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. So they take him back to their tribe. We we meet up with young Zuko, evil future dictator of America. I mean the world. <laughs> Zuko. Zuko make the Fire Nation great again. Fire Nation. Ma- I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. Um, he is an angry. I put his angry teen. He is looking for the Airbender. Mm-hmm. He's lost credibility. He's lost some of his street cred with his father, mm-hmm. and he's trying to. Win back his father's affection. He screwed up. What's the story behind him? He how did he mess up that he he lost his father's affection? They have a flashback after some yeah. little kids telling the story later in the movie. Yeah, I don't I don't remember specifically. He didn't do something that he was supposed to do, and his dad. I think he was supposed to prove his strength, and he couldn't do it, and so his dad burned him up. Well, that'll teach him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but. I can understand your confusion, though. The movie doesn't really go into Mm-mm. any detail it's on that. It's a brief flashback. Yeah. What about in the uh, cartoon? The animated It's series? been a while. Do you remember, Phil? No, I don't Is he not a major character in the, in the... Oh, no, no, he is. Oh, I just a... remember stuff from season three. Like, it, like to, I was trying to remember what he was going through in season one when he started. And, uh, oh, okay. Because he's got quite a development in the, the TV show. Is he yeah. a good guy now? Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be a spoiler. Are we going to be... Are we to... spoiling the show? 
I don't know. You guys are good pros. <laughs> I probably won't it's watch it. It's been out for a while, so like I mean, a long time. He's like, one of those yeah. characters that starts out as the villain and then becomes like an ally right. for them. So right. like he's part of Team Avatar by okay. the end. Like the Emperor in Star Wars. Starts out Is the Emperor in Star Wars turned into a good no, guy? I don't that's not true. That it depends on what side you're on. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Sith sympathizer. Yeah. Oh, so. are you? <laughs> yeah. Um so uh they they Zuko shows up. Aang reveals, hey, look, I'm self-aware, apparently. I am the Avatar. Um, I've been trapped in an iceberg. Everything's cool, though, because I've been in the iceberg. Get it? And I'm going to go with you, Zuko. Uh, just leave this village alone. I did crack up Zuko. When, when Zuko comes into the village, he goes, bring out your elderly. <laughs> like the first thing he spouts off is this. It's you know why they were open up these elderly like so quickly, the least of our worries so quickly you realize how bad the dialogue yeah. in this movie yeah, is it's, and it's just people saying things that are obvious and you know uh, things like run away and and when they're not when they're not <laughs> speaking to each other things like run away I'm just saying you know it's just like it's all obvious right. stuff right. and then when they're not speaking to each other there's loads and loads of voiceover and at the uh, beginning there's like four paragraphs you have to read on the screen and it's like if you can't figure out how to tell us this story visually just read we, us a book yeah exactly like why like why are we <laughs> yeah. watching a movie this is me good night moon we'll call it a day yes good night moon would be an appropriate it would book be for appropriate this movie. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh oh that's true oh i, I didn't mean for that to happen it worked um so ang is tested mm-hmm. by uh, Fire Uncle Iro. Mm-hmm. Iro? Uncle Iro in the Uncle show. Iroh. Uncle Iro. And we find out via our pH tests given by Uncle Mori Povich, you are the airbender. <laughs> and uh, the bass music kicks in and we're all excited. And um, luckily, though, he escapes. He's the last airbender. He escapes using his glider. Mm-hmm. Where was he hiding that glider at? It was a stick. It was just a stick. Can he make it into a... Does he carry that stick all the time? Yeah, yeah I think so. He expands cool. it into it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a market. That's a tool. That's something mm-hmm. we could market to the public right there. Yeah. Personal glider sticks. Just add airbending skills. Well, I guess you would have to have some updraft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we're... Uh, then we're... Aang, Aang uh, escapes the... The uncle, but that really just fuels the fire the fire demons to attack him mm-hmm. and to continue after him. Um, we are then taken to the Southern Air Temple. Uh huh. Or I, think I like that's right. Right. Um, this movie did have a little bit of the Warcraft problem with it too, where they felt like they had to, you know, have all these areas that people would know, and so they put them up on the screen. Is and... that a place that's that you've been to on the oh, sure. show? Yeah, I, yeah, the southern, everywhere we've been. We're to the, the Southern Airbenders. <laughs> but like Aaron was saying earlier, they have multiple episodes, lots and lots of hours to kind of get you into that new area. The movie just like just fly by night. Like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll introduce this. Now we're going to be over here for a few yeah. seconds, and now then we're, we're never be coming over back here for a few seconds. Yeah. This is where we learn that Aang learns that he was in ice for a hundred years, mm-hmm. um, and he learns about the Fire Nation wiping out all of his air buddies. Mm-hmm. Air buddies, air bud. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, including, came from, he came from a nation of basketball playing dogs. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Would be a great crossover comparison of this thing. Um, he gets really worked up about all this has happened. He goes into his Airbender state. And uh, Avatar State. Avatar, Avatar State. State. Yes. 
Sorry. You're That's fine. Right. We're nerds. No, no, listen. The Empire State, totally the Garden understand. State, it's the Avatar State. Because he's the last airbender, I totally get when people mix up that Avatar and airbender mean the same thing. I, I totally get that. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad you weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, no judgment. Me. I'm a big I'm a big earthbender guy. Uh-huh. So I'm glad you weren't going against me for being an airbender person. No, so. I totally understand. Um, you didn't even get to meet the best earthbender like ever, which is tough. I know. I watched oh. Captain Planet. Did you, oh, did you ever watch so Captain? Good. That'd be in the second movie. Captain Planet. You ever see that show? Yeah, it has all the elements mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Now that was my tea. Was the mm. was the Earth the Earth one? I think. Well, I'll take Toph. Okay, she was incredible. Um, so uh, he goes to this a- Avatar state. Katara is uh, able to bring him out of it. He went in his mind to. Uh, that's where he meets the dragon spirit. Mm-hmm. And apparently, kind of weird to me. Apparently, the uh, is that the, a thing in the show? Uh, the thing that well, there's a lot of different so. spirits and that kind of stuff. But um, apparently, the thing that distinguishes the Avatar, you know, world, the spirit world from our world, are lens flares. Apparently, that's <laughs> that's basically everything. Just has a lens flare on. It's like it. a J.J. Abrams nightmare. Is yeah, what this J.J. Yeah. Well, I made a movie. J.J. Abrams directs uh. the uh, spirit world. <laughs> <laughs> He loves those things, man. Yeah, it's he's just, backed off a little bit, but well, but he kind of. Would you say he he didn't invent it, obviously? No, no, but no, no. he he's the one that utilized it the most, right? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, that first Star Trek movie is like, yeah, like I feel like I have to kind of look kind of sideways at the screen to try yeah, to get awesome. Yeah, it is, it's true. Um, so now next we go, we find the much maligned. Earthbenders, my favorite place. Now, on, now, why are the Earthbenders your favorite? Well, I love great power. Uh huh. And obviously, when these <laughs> Earthbenders finally get fired up enough to revolt against the fire nation that's uh-huh. been oppressing them yeah. for so long, it takes ten of them <laughs> to lift up one rock. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that airbending. This is my favorite scene in the whole movie. I love that. <laughs> They, they, <laughs> this one stone just kind of levitates up, and they're like, "Earth spending's hard, man." Then it t- then it takes twenty five of them to do that, and then there's another one that shoots it at the fire people, ah, that, and that gets the party going. And then that guy's able to pull some of the earth up and block some fire. Uh huh. And so they've revolted. So we're in the concentration camp scene, right? Yes. Okay, where they're being held. Okay. Yes. So now is that in the show? Uh, there, yes, there is a scene in the are show. They, are these people all oppressed by the Fire Nation? Yes. Yeah, yes, and if I remember correctly, I believe they're on the show. They're they're being held on ships that are on the water. So that kind of makes a little bit more sense because there's no Earth Ooh, around them. Yes, and I think they're in metal ships. Which there's, I mean, not to go into all that, but there is some metal bending in the show. But like these these guys cannot bend metal. They're in metal ships on the water, so there's literally nothing for them to use as a right. weapon. Right. But these guys in the movie are literally standing on Earth. There's literally hundreds and thousands of tons of weaponry all around them, just the earth that they're standing on. I think on. they've been so beat down, though, <laughs> that they don't even have the drive to bend earth anymore. Well, I think it, my understanding in the movie was the of the that story. they thought they had eliminated the benders. They didn't. My thought in the movie was they didn't think there were any benders in that camp, okay. that they thought they had gotten rid of them all, uh, and they were hiding their bending abilities. So you can live in the village but not have the ability to bend things? Correct. Not everybody is a bender. Is there a percentage of... Bending? I don't, I don't remember. A chart? Is there a chart mm-hmm. online I could look at? I don't know. Can, I don't think so. You definitely get the impression that most of humanity cannot. I mean, it's a pretty low... Like You have to be a very select group of... Bender. You know, you think Katara was the only waterbender left yeah. in her you know, southern water tribe, so... 
southern water trap. Mm-hmm. But the, there's some really weird things in the movie about how difficult it is to, like, even the firebenders, most of the firebenders in the movie can't bend, they can't create fire out of nothing, but in the show they can. Like, they just, yeah. like, punch their fists and oh, fire wait comes a minute. out. Wait that a minute never now. happens in the movie. So they're not oh, as powerful never. as they make them out to be? And they're more powerful in the in the animated show. Yeah. The firebenders are. Oh. And, and the earthbenders are as well. I mean, they, they can literally They just, all are. They're all more. Yeah. I don't know. Why, why, why do they depower all these people? Well, what do you, what I do you think, think Aaron? I think it's visual effects. I think they, they couldn't figure out. It's one of two things. It's a lack of imagination or it's visual effects. In the show, some of the some of the best things are the fight scenes. They're so creative. Yeah. They're so cool. Uh, the things they're doing with their different elements and how they're competing. And in the movie, it's all basically just, you know, rock fire waters you know a game of you know i'll throw water at you oh rock blocks water oh i'll throw fire at you oh water <laughs> blocks rock. you know like it's just like it just seems very simple there's one there's one progression towards the end where it gets a little more fun a little more creative i think it's the, the one i mentioned with uh, ang sliding uh, underneath it, and there's kind of like a few things he does in a yes, row there and that, it gets yeah. a little bit more creative there that's, but now by that's that the point animated show Five times every episode. But you know? by that point, yeah. you're just like so disengaged with this story that you're like, this is just no. You know what I'm saying? Like when he when they do finally mm-hmm. ramp up some of that stuff. Oh no, no I totally agree. It's weird. And uh, so it's either that they didn't have the imagination to do what the animated show did, which doesn't make sense because you've got the source material. You could even just steal some stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or they didn't think they could get the visual effects to pull off how cool it looks when it's animated. So. I, I just thought it was so bizarre because like in the show, they'll like one guy, one Earthbringer will just kind of stomp his foot on the ground and, uh-huh. a, and a rock will pop up and then he'll just like shove it forward. In the movie, there was like a flying V formation where like seven yeah. of them got, all got together. Knuckle to, like, pick puck. Up. <laughs> Knuckle puck. Yeah. It was like a Michael Jackson dance video and they like, it took all seven of them to push one rock forward. I'm just like, oh my really, gosh. Really powerful. That's why I like them so much. Yeah. Everything seemed muted to me in the this is in that the, scene. This is the thing talking about this movie with somebody who hasn't seen the animated show. I'm just like, you gotta go watch it. Like, I, I, I've only like, heard good things. I just haven't done. Uh, it. Well, I me- mean, especially somebody who's watched the movie who hasn't watched the anime. I'm just like, please, just just save some respect for this material because it's so much better than this movie. And maybe that's the saddest part of this of the the fact that this film got made is that you would hope that the movie would push people to watch the show, but I doubt that that actually happened. Yeah, there's a fly that lighted right on Aaron's. I'm nose. just ignoring it, man. He's just gonna let him sit there. I can't help it though; it makes me crazy. But you know what else makes me crazy? What the montage? Their their village busting montage. Training. They came on after this. It was a very training montage because then they're like, "We're gonna liberate all the earth bending villages now!" High five, Aaron! High five! And then it's like, "You're the best around!" And then they kick in, and here we go. And it's like. Pie oh of tigers. I know, it's the fear of the When the air is bending, you better get out of here, firebenders. That's, I think and they're good. getting, they're, they're stopping everybody. Everything's great. And all the Earth villages, all Earth Kingdom villages are so pumped to see them. Mm-hmm. Their little eyes light up and Santa's w- throwing candy out. I wanted to ask Aaron about this because you watch a lot more movies than, you probably watched more movies in the last five years than I have in the last 20, probably. <laughs> um, so, did it seem to you not like try to remove from your minds like all of the back history of watching I'll the show? I'll give and stuff it my like best that. shot. Yeah, did did the training like the did the progression in the movie seem out of pace for you? Like, did did it feel like like he wasn't learning much for but like thirty minutes, and then he learned a whole bunch about five, and then kind of used it at the end, and it was all over. Like, does, is that normal? Like, do a lot of movies do that or? 
Well, uh, it seemed unbalanced to me. Like the show is so like a gradual progression. Like with every episode, he gets a little stronger, right. a little stronger. We didn't have that in the movie, but maybe that's pretty typical of films. So what if I were doing this movie? What I would do? Oh, well, there's so much I would do, and I think it starts with character work myself. Um, but I like I would have Ang um, give him a. I think he got it. No, no, it's right here. You may hear some slap sounds in the background as we're. That's me bending. That's me that's bending just, air. That's just the crowd. <laughs> more, more like applauding. bending that fly. Um, I, you know, for me, I would have him learn uh, as he goes. But I think more importantly, I would give him something more to care about progressively. So I think the progression of what he, why he is doing what he is doing, is more important than how he is learning to do what mm-hmm. he's doing. And those two should be tied together. Um, so I think that would be more important to me would be, okay, what is his, what is his overall goal in this? Is he seeking revenge for the death of the airbending tribes? Cause he doesn't really talk about that that much. Uh, what, you know, what is he trying to do in this movie? Why, or is he seeking to fulfill his purpose as the avatar? That's what it was in the show. In the yeah. show, he was learning how to be the avatar. And, and there was this constant tug and pull of just being a kid and you know and also being the saver of the the universe universe, you know and the movie just didn't didn't really focus on that enough for me to to get a good idea for it (laughs) the flies are just landing i think i have like three flies on my face (laughs) all right well i i felt like they really did play up and coming into this next scene they really did play up him um rejecting having to do all these things Mm -hmm. they didn't use words to do it for once but they did try to use some visualization of him being you know coming in front of the council of the jedi there Mm -hmm. and he and him rejecting learning how to bend all these elements Mm -hmm. he runs away and that's when he got frozen solid in ice yeah. And he was running away. Well, but he didn't, he didn't, what he rejected, what the movie tells us he rejected, and I think it's the same in, in the TV show, if I remember correctly, is just the initial, oh, I can't have a family. Like, it's just the initial, that's the oh. only thing the movie really mentions is, he oh, has I, to basically be a, uh, a Jedi. A you monk. Know? Yeah. It's the same thing Anakin dealt with, right? Like, I can't love Padme if I become a Jedi. Right. So, you know. It's just like the sound of music. It's yeah. Same thing. That's right. That's right. It's very much. She just wants to sing. That's it. She doesn't want to have to be a, a nun. Mm-mm. Yeah, none of that. Um, he has a dream about his ceremony, his National Honor Society ceremony. Mm-hmm. He rejects his National Honor Society pen, and then he wakes up from his dream, and he says, I've got to go find my people. I haven't been back to my tribe, my air temple tribe place. I'm going to fly there. He hops on Appa. This is scene number two of seeing Appa. He arrives, and luckily, just luckily, there's a wise sage that remembers him or the stories of him. I'm not even sure what that was all about. I mean, it was obviously they had to a, find a, a trap. They had to find a bait-and-switch scenario yeah. for him to fall into. Yeah. And I mean, he is the last airbender, so that wasn't an airbender, but I don't know who that was. And how did they know he was going to show up there? And it's like... Yeah. Did they deduce that in the movie? I think they just had one person and, you know, several hundred firebending agents at every single location in the entire world. Just so wherever he would go, they'd be ready for the bait and switch. And it worked hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Because the archers are there with their fire arrows. Mm -hmm. He is captured. 
held captive. Luckily, the blue spirit is there to save the day. Mm. Is the blue spirit in the show? I don't remember. I mean, there's certainly several spirits in the show. But Zuko, does he play the, the blue spirit? In the show, do we know the blue spirit? They oh, make... I, I see what you're saying. The blue, the character of the blue spirit, where Zuko puts on the mask. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so in, the that's, that's in the show. That's in the show. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah I should have said that. I was thinking no, of no, like no. an actual spirit. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he his his superhero um, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is in the show. Yes, he's it incognito. Is. In a the big show. time character yeah. in the show. I, for a few episodes, yeah. Okay, he luckily frees our our pal here. All right. And, uh, Not out of some sort of, you know, nicety. Why? I mean, he takes him because he wants to, you know, take him himself. He wants the credit. He wants to get back in his dad's good, good graces. Um, there's a big fight. Luckily, he's able to escape, correct, with his friends come to save him or Appa comes to save him. Appa saves him and they... How does he escape? He... F- Flies away. That's what I'm saying. It's real cloudy how they got away from here. Is it because I think it's just because he was he um, Zuko was knocked out, so he could just go. I think he could just leave because Zuko he dragged Zuko to a tree and like made sure mm. he was okay. Yes, yes. And then he left. Yes. And then this is where they figure out that Zuko's Zao 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 Z H A O. That's a different character, though. He's the main bad yeah. guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in the movie, he's Commander Zhao, and yeah. in the show, he's General General Zhao. Okay, and he, he has some really good chicken. An- another change. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, General Zhao. Again, General Zhao's chicken is amazing. Mm, <laughs> so good, tasty. Uh, he realizes that Zuko is the mm-hmm. blue spirit. Yes. Uh, and this is going to be a problem. So he tries to get his father to kill. <laughs> So much in this movie. It's, it's back and like, forth and like, where, yeah. where are we going? So, yeah. Um, so they escape. Um, they end up going to a water, to The Katara's. northern water tribe. This isn't Katara's, though. No. She's the southern. She's in the southern water Southern water tribe. Water tribe. Mm-hmm. They go to the northern water tribe. That was a really bad accent. No, it was why. fine. That was I fine. Know, I don't know what that was. My she... Newfoundland accent. Um, the waterbending master, Paku, is there. He agrees to teach... Aang, mm-hmm. how to, how to water bend. bend? Yes, and Katara is going to get some training as well. Yeah, to become good. the greatest waterbender of all time, with the help of Master Paku. That's right. Um, and apparently, apparently, Sokka falls in love. I say apparently because they never show us anything. <laughs> they, they fall in oh. love. Just- very quickly. It's, it's just all of a sudden. Which, I mean, she's Aaron, the most important person in my world. Aaron mentioned it earlier. I mean, you kind of have to shorten things for the movie. We know it's like a 90 yeah, minute thing. Yeah, you still need to set up still, something. Yeah. Well, yeah, that I mean, has no impact if you don't yeah, set that up anymore than it's, you did. It's literally overnight. They, they go from never knowing each other to we're completely head over heels in love. Yeah. In about 30 seconds. Silly. Yeah. And there's no montage either. It's just kind of like, here we go. We're in a relationship now. And there's like, there's a whole thing that, like, a whole character that they leave out from the show because, like, in the show, she's betrothed to this other dude mm-hmm. and he has to, like, kind of work his way in. Yeah, there's get, obstacles to they, get over. They, they and deal away with all of that. There's, there's no tension at all. I think they that. looked at it and thought, well, if we get a sequel out of this, we won't really want to f- focus on this in the sequel anyway. So let's just fast forward through this. I think, like, everything in this movie, they just felt like jammed it, was, it in there. Yeah, they just jammed it in there. Yeah, kind of painted mention, it by numbers. Mention it and move on. Mm hmm. Um, the Fire Nation arrives. They're looking for our Avatar friend. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Zuko uh, captures Aang. Um, he is able to... Um, oh, Katara rolls in, though, saves uh, Aang by freezing Zuko. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always getting foiled. Zuko is always getting foiled. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we next, uh, I, Ira, Ira, <laughs> Iro, uh, they're there in the Northern Water Tribe. And just we, remember, it's kind of what you did throughout a lot of this movie. I roll. I roll. I roll. I do puke in my mouth. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, at this Northern Water Tribe, I left this part out. We find out that the great moon spirit mm-hmm. lives. Yes. In a, in a pond in the mountain. Pond in a koi mm-hmm. fish. Mm-hmm. And we've got to protect this thing. We got There are no guards that are guarding this thing. That's right. But we better protect this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Iroh um, and Zhao mm-hmm. go to the moon spirit pool and then they cast their lines in there and they fish out the moon spirit yeah um it's just like at walmart when they try to get that goldfish for you they just put the little little bag in there and they pull it out it's crazy it's really bad or the fair mm-hmm. the bag of fish or the ba- bag of one goldfish mm-hmm. that obviously always dies on the way home um especially if you stab it through with a knife several times like Zhao did with the moon spirit. Mm-hmm. Iroh did not want this to happen. He was like, you can't kill this thing. Well, we forgot to mention the girl that you know, Sokka has fallen in love with is partially the moon spirit you know, to be alive. So it impacted her. Yeah, in a big way. In a big way. Uh, like death. Mm-hmm. Um, well, transformation. Back into a fish. Mm-hmm. No, back, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is the big turning point. Yeah. And... We've got to get revenge. We've got to get back. We've got to get Zhao back. Um, and luckily, there, there, the, the battle ensues right there. Mm-hmm. A lot of fight, fight, fight here. This is the stuff you were talking about earlier where Aang is finally sliding around, yeah. flying around, yeah. doing a lot of flourishes. Very cool progression. Up there. in the yeah, air. Yeah. He's flying, doing the crane on mm-hmm. a, on a uh, with a, a harness harness work on. Mm-hmm. And uh, hand movements. And... Um, Big fight, but luckily he's able to break out just in time to uh, partially get in a fight with Zhao, but not really because Zuko and Uncle Iroh intervene, mm-hmm. and then Zhao is drowned by some waterbenders. Mm-hmm. But, but there are waterbenders in the northern tribe. Some, name, some nameless waterbenders. And they come strutting up. We don't even they know. came strut, yeah. strutting up. Just cool the fearsome guys. foursome. They were. Yeah. Um, we're Aang, just gonna hold you in a water ball until you're gone. Aang looks around and realizes I'm gonna get in my avatar state. He had a vision. He remembered his life before. Uh, before he was trapped in the ice, he remembered all his little friends that he met at Airbender Academy, mm-hmm. and he. Remembered how to summon the power. The power to create a tsunami-sized wave Mm -hmm. that somehow he's able to control enough to kill his enemies but not destroy the entire northern water bender village. Well, and he didn't even kill his enemies. He just kind of pulled a Moses and just left the water hanging there until they turned around and ran away. They were scared. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm just thinking, 
Okay. He could have really taken care of any possible sequel by doing this. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, if you're the Fire Tribe, you can back up a little bit, and you just watch, right? Like, I mean, there's no reason to go away. Yeah. It's just a big wall of water. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> like, it's kind of like the ending on the new uh, Independence Day. Where the a ships, resurgence? Where, yeah, where the ships just float away at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got them! They're going away! It's like, <laughs> why wouldn't they just attack? I just thought I thought the ending was anticlimactic. Yeah, you know, like it, it just seems like there was it was building to something, and then it was just like, and Moses, and we're done. I mean, he took care of business with that yeah. wave. Yeah, but you're right; he just kind of scared him. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It's like yeah. a shot fired in he the air. He literally waved goodbye. About it. <laughs> yeah, floated him out to sea. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yep, that's it. Uh, we're left with. Really, what they leave kind of open for a sequel, sort of ish. Oh, not sort of ish. I, they were definitely in <laughs> for a sequel. Well, if they'll make one, well, they're not going to. That's for sure. You don't I, think it back wish, with mine? With these, I wish with these actors. I mean, no, 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 it's, no, 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 it's no. six years later. So. No, what I would want, I would six want to, I would later. want a re, I would want a new movie, I would want a new first movie, totally, yes. and then yes. let's go from there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So they leave it open for the uh, one of my favorite characters in the TV show. Who's only in it for a split second there at the end? What's her name? Do you remember her name from the TV show? She's like the daughter or something, right? And she's she is just evil, like personified. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. She's craziness. I think Midnight wants to work on it. He's saying here he'd like to work on a sequel. We didn't mention that was in th- September of last year. Yeah, we didn't mention it at the front of the show, but this movie basically takes all of the first season of the show, and then the second movie presumably would be all of the second yes. season of the show. So they, in order to go on, they have to... And the second season of the show takes place immediately following the events of the first season. Oh, and so they age now, these actors. They can't do it. I mean, like... They would have well, to be the same exact re- same age. They need to re- cast it anyway. anyway. If, if they wanted to keep making movies, they would have had to have just kept filming, like yeah. just kind of how they're doing. Harry Potter Star Wars. style. Maybe yeah. they did. Maybe we just don't know it. Maybe they we're, we're going to wait a little while to release it. Can I talk about the thing that the character aspect of this movie that I've mentioned a couple times, just to say specifically, yeah. every character but Zuko, I feel like, uh, maybe Iroh, they got completely wrong in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Aang is nowhere near childlike enough. He's very he, serious. The he whole is film. so serious. This oh, entire movie. So, the, so, yeah. and, so he's a, he is basically a child. In oh that yeah. Show. In the in the animated show, he is full of just like that childlike wonder and curiosity, and silliness, and like silliness, playing and, pranks on the other kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's you know there's there's none of so that. So there's that here. battle between him. You like you said being a. Having to do some adult things, yeah. Compared and to, right from the beginning yeah. here, he's like so self-serious yeah. about what he's supposed to do. To be and, fair, in the show, he does get serious when he knows that he has to be in the show. But that most of the first season is him just being just a kid. You know, he's yeah. like an eleven or twelve-year-old kid. Or whatever. Well, you can even see that in even like the design of the like the um, the Airbender tattoos. You know, in the in the show, it's just a blue arrow that comes over the top of his head, and here it's like these intricate henna, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of things. Everything feels a little more, you know, self serious. Uh, Sokka, who's my favorite part of the show, because he's always just full of just like joy and oh really s- silliness. And well, this actor is not capable of that, by the way. Well, and he's not in the movie hardly at all, really. Like he's not, no. you know, that is true. He, I, I saw the actor trying to kind of convey some of that, oh, you but know. He's, he's no. 
but it's just I didn't think Katara there. was in the movie near as much as I expected. No, and she's kind of like the main kind of. Um, she's not like super powerful in the show, but she can water bend. But and she's, she's the driving force. Yeah, she's like the spunky. We gotta do this. Let's in in the movie. She well, kind of, she kind of becomes like the Jedi master to the to the Avatar Padawan, like to the Aang pa- Padawan. Like she kind of teaches him as really? they, as they go along through the show. But again, in the movie she's almost non-existent. And, but she's a, she's a really bad actor. Like, she's really really bad. Well, yeah. Like I said, she's in Transformers, Age of Extinction. I mean, she's horrible. Like, yeah, I I almost like, wonder if they were going to give her more scenes and more lines, and there that there actually were more scenes with her in it in the original script, and they just had to cut them just because they were so bad. Yeah, that's a good thought. I wonder if that's the case. But that's the thing about this movie that I think is the most distasteful for me is if you're gonna adapt a property, at least get the characters right. At least get what makes them yeah. people that I care about and I want to watch. And you know, the movie just completely misses. They let's say they announced a sequel. Mm-hmm. All the same actors. <laughs> is Would there time you... travel involved? No. Okay. Would you go watch it? I don't. I don't think I would. Just to see this thing. Well, I would have a professional obligation to watch it, first of all. But even if I didn't have that professional obligation, uh, I think I would. Absolutely. Just for the train wreck of it. I can't get excited about what that would look like. Uh, Yeah, for me, it would be like... (laughs) Dang, you're so much older than you were last (laughs) week. For me, it would be like a red box and just, like again, just to watch the car wreck. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way that movie would be good. Not with the same actors, no. I love it. It would be hilarious. Um, Goods. What are the good parts about this movie? Uh, I mentioned the ones, you know, the one martial arts sequence there towards the end mm-hmm. is pretty good. They saved all of their time and money for that um, last one, didn't they? I thought the way, okay, this is, this is there's two parts to visual effects, right? There's the actual execution, uh, and then there's the, it's right on my nose. <laughs> there's a fly right on my nose. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Great audio. <laughs> Um, the the visual effects. I liked the way they envisioned the way. <laughs> We've been saving all these flies for you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a they worried. have to be coming from somewhere. Maybe I'll try. We actually had a jar of flies that we've been saving up, and then when you walked in, we just we just unleashed them all. <gasps> you are Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> what do you want me to do with them? I don't. I don't know. Put them outside. I don't know. Here, I'll just throw them. Up. I'll throw them against the. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Right. One down, three to go. One there down, you go. three to go. All right. Goods. I just killed the a one living fight. creature. <laughs> Sorry. It'll be fine. Apparently, um, Aaron Wood heard a fly. Now they're all gone. Oh, we saw what he did to Buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Buddy. Oh, that's our new Disney Pixar movie. Yeah. Flies. They did that one. It's called A Bug's Life. This is different. It's oh, called okay. Flies. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Wait, Maybe you, Hillbillies. You Sorry. You kind of mentioned some of the visuals in the like Appa and Momo and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought, some, I of, the some visual, of that. Some of the good. visualization of this world, I think, works well. And I don't just mean the visual effects. I mean the way they saw this world with the camera. I thought worked well. And in a different situation with better actors and you know a better story and better characters, uh, that stuff I think could have worked even better. There he is. Um, I thought the good. I stunned him. I didn't kill him. He just flew away. The big wave at the end. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't do anything with it, but the gigantic wave at the end, I wish he just could have summoned that in the first 10 minutes. Like, right when he first comes out of the ice and they call for all the elderly people, and he mm-hmm. just went, 
Yeah. And then we're good. <laughs> it just makes for a really short movie. And then we're done. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would say is Zuko. I like Zuko in this movie. Yeah. I think uh, if anything works in this movie, character-wise or acting-wise, it's Zuko. Uh, Dev Patel is really talented, and I think he was looked even more so compared to the rest of the people yeah. that are that are working like... in this movie. And uh, I, you know, that was the one performance I could get behind, and the one character that seemed to have legitimate motivation that we could understand. And you know, get behind with pleasing a depth, father and had, had a little depth, bit of depth. Yeah, and some There's emotions. so much metaphor in the animated show yes. that this movie leaves completely off the table. Ideas about you know why firebenders, you know why fire is their element, uh, you know why earthbenders, you know they're more grounded and earth is you know their element and air and water and what that means. They talk a little bit about water and how it flows and emotion that kind of stuff, right? But for the most part, that stuff is just completely left off the table, and so there's a there's a real miss at a, a chance of di- death. Uh, yeah, completely disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I did not watch Slumdog Millionaire, which mm-hmm. I, I mean everyone has told me to go see that film. But was he a pretty major actor in that film? Oh yeah, yeah. Was he was he the main character? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he was yeah, the main character in Slumdog. Yeah. So he yeah. uh, was he. I guess he was one of the only ones in, the, in this movie cast wise that actually had some experience. Well, was and- Slumdog before? It was Avatar? yeah, two thousand eight. Okay, yeah, I, Jackson, I had to yeah. look it up, but Jackson Rathbone, uh, who played, oh, I can't get these names right. Saka, Saka. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. No, no, no. He's in. He was in Twilight before the Last Airbender, or not? See, that's the thing. Mm. He was in Twilight Eclipse in 2010. Same he year. Was, in 2009, he was in New Moon. Okay. So he had been. Uh, 2008, he was in the first. Yeah, the first Twilight, Twilight was 2008. So he'd done that. He's playing, and by the way, uh, how old we been? Then six years ago. He was a pretty six, small role. He was about in Twilight, 26 though. when he was playing uh, Sokka. At wow. 26. Yeah. So good times. Anyway, hey, he's done a lot of movies. He was 26 years old. Is that what you just said? Yeah. As, as when he was playing Sokka. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whatever Hollywood, gotta love it, man. <laughs> You, love you it. don't have to, no. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, weird. Okay, what are the bads? I think we've already talked about <laughs> most of them on our way through. Um, it it reeks so much that these flies came out today to help us. We really did scare. I really did scare them away by killing that one or stunning it. So it took. Gone. You had to make an example of one of them. Ah, I just wish I would have known that sooner. There you go. Um, I, I totally agree with Aaron on the script, the scripting, just like the way that it was written. It's so obvious. Like something will happen on screen, and then one of the characters will describe in words audibly yeah. what we just saw. Like I don't need to. I don't need you to describe. Well, it's it. like I just in, saw a, it. in a uh, crime drama on TV when these forensic scientists are explaining things mm-hmm. to other forensic scientists that they would just be like. Why are you explaining that yeah. to me? And that, and I realize that rigor mortis will set in <laughs> in 24 or whatever hours. And, and know, whatever it is. That's someone excusable because I, I, as a civilian, don't know exactly. I don't know anything about CSI work. So that kind of makes sense. But when someone hits another guy in a rock and then someone says, he just hit him with a rock and that really hurt or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need that extra stupid. line. The ice yeah. is cracking. We should run. Yeah. What about we, that? Yeah, but we get that. The first scene in the movie <laughs> is him standing on ice. Uh-huh. I, I'm assuming that they live in a world full of ice. Mm-hmm. 
they do realize that if you crack the ice that you're standing on, <laughs> there's a high likelihood you're going to fall into the ice. Well, maybe they live in a world where usually that's not possible. So maybe thick. the ice is usually like, you know, eight feet thick or whatever. Maybe and because so. the avatar was bubbled down there, it was, you know, thinner than to, possible. If they go other places, they need to know that ice doesn't... Speaking of ice, yeah. this movie doesn't even follow its own rules with the, the firebenders because both Zuko, when he's trying to get up out of the ice, somehow generates heat from his hands, mm. even though there's no fire there nearby, and to melt the ice and to break through. And I think Iroh as well generates fire from nothing at one point too. So yeah. you know, even even though it decided for the firebenders to have to have fire, which if you're gonna make that decision, fine, whatever. Make it across the board. Make it every, across the board, yeah. yeah. And they talk about I think they did that because they wanted the um what's the comet? Uh Sozin? Sozin's, Sozin's comet. Yep. They wanted because the firebenders are so much more powerful when Sozin's comet comes by. They wanted that the firebenders could only generate their own fire when Sozin's Comet comes by, I think is how they wanted to do that. But we never got there because that would have been like movie three. Yeah, we'll never get there either. So That's so weird. Very good. Yeah. Uh, how would you fix this? What's the best way to fix this thing? Fix it if we could go back in time and start over or fix all it from casting? your point out? We're, 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 let's start all over. Let's start over. If we could start all over. What's um, like two things? Are there three things you could do? What are the three things you would do? Yeah, you talked about rebooting it. Like if you were going to reboot... The movie. With the three things you would do, just just knowing this, what this was, if you if you were given the reins, mm-hmm. three things, pick three things, go. Um, I'm going to restate once more because I think you two are saying different things. You're saying like if we were rebooting, you're saying if we could go back in time and you know, it. no, you you've seen this timeline how it's played out. Okay, what would you do? Differently? Reboot it. Reboot it. Um, I would it I time. would put a somebody who loves the source material and really understands it. I would put them as an overseer to a group of people who would then create what the plan was. Very much like what Marvel has done mm. with the Marvel Universe. Right. Okay. There's an there's an overseer who you know sees over the whole thing, and then they you know they'll have um, you know different directors come in and you know direct the movies or have different you know movies that are toned differently. So get somebody who can oversee the project or a couple somebodies you know like. Um, Kind of what uh, you know, like Kathleen Kennedy, you know, does for Star Wars. Those kind of things. Who right. can really be a producer who will put their hands in this in a way that is going to be beneficial to the overall product, gotcha. and then trust your director mm-hmm. and your casters to make the right decision. Right. One of the main issues with this movie is they just said, "M Night, it's all yours." Gosh. And when you put it all in one person's hand like that to do everything, especially somebody who uh, like M Night, who is very much. Um, I'm arrogant may be too strong a word, but he really believes his own press. You know, he really his believes method. he can do it. Yeah, that his method can make anything work. So there's there's not a lot a studio can do about that, you know, if they've said green light, do whatever you want. So I think there needs to be some accountability in the world, you know. Um people made a big deal when I think it was Ant Man was originally uh directed by Edgar Wright. Right. Right. They had put him in charge of doing Ant Man and Marvel said, you know what? Your vision for this isn't kind of going the same direction we are. Let's keep a lot of what you've done, but we're going to put somebody else at the helm. What a tough decision, right? Exactly. Because Edgar yeah. Wright is a genius. He's brilliant. Right. The Ant-Man movie that he would have made, I think I probably would have loved. Right. I mean, I loved Ant-Man as it was. Right. But Marvel knew 
in a bigger scale, they the had tone, to make it. They had to make a tough their decision. Tone as, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And exactly. it has to be in that same world. And because of that, they made a movie that right. I loved, and also a lot of other people loved who may not have loved the Edgar Wright version. So to have the strength to be able to 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 pull that kind of stuff and to protect the property above right. the egos of the people involved, right? Um, I think is where you start. Gotcha. And I think more and more uh, franchises are learning that how to take care of their properties in that and way. Not just go DC, not among them. Just DC by the way, <laughs> DC does do some really weird stuff. Yeah, I just they, I, I feel like they want to just fast forward to where Marvel's exactly at and look is. at it and they yeah. go, "Well, we want to be there." Yeah, well, Mar- Marvel spent a long Iron Man was a long time ago. Yeah. They've yeah. been working on this for a long right. time. Well, and they also used the insight from and we this two weeks in a row Marvel talk, but they <laughs> used the insight of the X Men movies that were done before. Mm-hmm. Where do those kind of at times go astray, and then how can you have this big, you know? Fully fleshed out universe, pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. And this failed failed to do that. And in so. there again, there's such an opportunity not just to tell the story of the animated series. And I think a three movie set would be perfect yes. for that animated series. But then beyond that, you know, um, and not even just the Cora stuff. You could certainly do a series of movies about Cora and her. Because Cora, by the way, is the based in the Avatar world, oh. and it's a complete generation after that. So Aang has you know grown up and died and had a family. And blow my mind here. Yeah, and Korra yeah, is Katara's the next in Avatar. It. Like she's like a super old, like kind of grandmother kind of character. Both shows are great. Uh, what's the uh, sound weird when I say that? What's the rating on the show? On the TV show? Like, the, like you mean like TV like seven? I think, or is that so my oh. son could watch it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watch it with all my. kids. It's on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's it's for it's for kids, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, some of the stuff can be intense. I mean, there's there's but real a lot of loss, but it's not graphic or anything. So okay. I think for me, like as far as making the movie better, if I could just interject something that hasn't been talked about as much, is that like not just Aang. I mean, we talked about how Aang was very, very serious the whole thing. I, I felt like the whole movie as a whole was a little too serious. Like I would have, li- have lightened the mood quite a bit and brought in some more joviality, some more like I would have loved to have seen Aang just like playing a prank on his friends one night, you know, when they're trying to sleep. You know, like just throwing more of that kind of the fun of watching these three characters kind of interact with each other that was completely absent from the movie. And I was expecting to see that yeah there's a whole tone miss on this movie based on what the tv show was i want some of my favorite episodes are just kind of almost the fun throwaway episodes there's an episode in the tv show where our main characters go to a play where the play is about the story of the avatar and so they're watching (laughs) these actors play them on stage and it's just it's really funny That's that's cool that's the kind of stuff that you know the movie just it was too bent on being serious and self-important really serious and, at times too, there, yeah. there's also one one episode and then we can go on from here jack but there's also one episode one of my favorite episodes from season one is it's been a hundred years right so uh he has not aged but everyone else has and so when he comes out wakes up out of the ice when they find him one of his best friends when he was uh it was an earthbender friend that he had when he was a kid they were the same age but now he's like ancient he's like over 100 years old um he finds him like they go they tra- they're traveling through the air or mm-hmm. the earth kingdom and they, they he finds him as like a, a super old man and but then they let, like have a day of fun together and just like you know kind of relive their his childhood like he's 100 yeah. he's, he's he's 108 now but he's acting like an eight-year-old that's cool kind of hanging out with ang and i think i feel like that was this would be a great place to throw in like just one scene of just kind of showing like how the world has changed but ang hasn't and you know he still has all that childlike stuff yeah, but just, it was so all many go- ways absent. to be inventive and i know you can't put all that stuff yeah, in yeah, here yeah. and I, I know they kind of make him Yoda at times. I felt like it was like that. Yeah, 
you know, wise sage. Almost. But he wasn't. But you he's know? not. He, in the, he's yeah. just a kid. He's he a was. Kid. Le- he was less believable to me. I, 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 assuming I'd never seen the show, I'm the whole time I'm watching this movie. I was like, why is he so serious? Like kind of that Joker thing. Of why so serious? Why so serious? Like I mean, he. If he's that young, why does he have to be like that? He, he, he seemed robotic to me. Like, he's not a real kid. And that's partially acting as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, and child act, man. Child actors, hard to come by. They're good ones. I'm telling you, man, that world is really, really creative and fun. I mean, think of some concepts like bloodbending. You know, the idea that, that yeah. waterbenders would be able to learn how to control people because they could actually bend the water in their blood to, you know, make them like puppets and that kind of stuff. Weird. And, that, that comes in Legend of Korra more, but yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Or the idea in Legend of Korra that, you know, since there's been peace for a while, that they now have professional bending leagues where they have a team made up of you know one of each of the sporting you know, events kinds of benders and, and the they fire have a competition get along with everybody yeah well i mean there are certain i mean there's a firebender that's one of the main characters in cora and yeah that's cool so it's it's just a really interesting universe that has been unfortunately cinematically um destroyed by m night Shyamalan. could it yeah. be a netflix show is this possible that you could create this like a live action a live action netflix show maybe that might be the route to go Although if you're going serialized TV, why wouldn't you just do the original animation style? Yeah. If you're going to tell another story from that world, you know, why would you go live action? Okay. And the animation is so good that I don't know that I'd want to mess with it in a serialized type of thing. Yeah, if you're going to go live action, I think you go big screen. That's that my best shot to make it look good. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, okay, we rate on this podcast in horribles. Mm-hmm. One to five. Five horrible, the worst? Five is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. This five horrible. Yeah, I think that's that's the scale. <laughs> that's fine. Imagine that being the graphics <laughs> of our logo five times. I like it. Yeah, and then it gets lit on fire. Yeah. And then one small pebble hits it. I think you should say <laughs> when you rate things, you know, we rate on horribles from one to airbender. I think that's how you should say airbender. That's the new standard. The new standard bearer. What are what are some recent things that you have been into? Some recent interests that you have personally. Me personally. You personally. Just anything. Anything at all. A book. A show. Um, a anything. Any a video game. I don't know if you play games. Battlebots. Okay. The you show. Battlebots. Battle Bots? Okay. So this, um, this was on TV when I, show? Yeah, yeah. When I was much younger, they did a version. Of, I think it's the same tournament, actually, that, that has gone on, but the TV show hasn't. That'll and then watch. last year, they re- revitalized it, uh, and and it's really good. They had a show a while back um, that Mick Foley was the host of. It's been several years ago now. 15 years, probably. 13, uh-huh. 14 years. And it was robot a robot battle thing. I think it's the but same this show. Is, they program them and they just attack each other. Is that right? Well, you know, you drive them. They are not programmed. The thing that's amazing. No, no, no. I mean, with remotes. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Hearing you guys so talk, you I'm thinking, like, I have in my mind Big Hero Six. Is that am I on the right track? Kind like, of. I mean, obviously scene. a more realistic, you know, yeah, yeah. our world kind yeah. of version. But so what they do is they have these teams. I mean, it's a tournament of I think they said a hundred teams, wow. and then they they have a kind of a elimination. Um, thing where they get down to uh, like a field of 64. Uh-huh. And so then it's just like a you know, single elimination from there on out. And, uh, and these robots, their rules, like they can only be a certain weight. They can only up to a certain weight. They have to fit in the starting box in the battle square or whatever they call it. Uh-huh. And, um, 
and they can't do traps. What I mean by that is like nets or glues or a those tra- kind a of trap things. that then does then they can hold that person that robot there and then you can actually it. hold a robot if you do it with like jaws or something like that, but it can't be entanglement. You can't like entangle them or you know get their That's gears cool. stuck. Those kind of things. Has, uh, do they but show? Do, but the weapons are, I mean, like. You know, saws and hammers and fire and that's cool. Yeah, what network is it on? um, ABC, maybe. That's awesome. I might have to check that out. So yeah, I think we're about three episodes into season two right now. And my boys and I love watching that together. As fictional as it was, I love that opening scene in Big Hero Six. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones. I've ever seen in Big Hero Six. Yeah, Battlebots. That's awesome. That's an old one. Yeah, see, so, it was so on. Said, it was on TV a while ago, and then I think the tournament has continued to go on, and they just brought it back to TV last season. That's really oh wow! Cool. Did you so. mean BattleBots? <laughs> Even though I typed in BattleBots, <laughs> you may have to do like BattleBots 2015. You know, because I think ABC, it's, it's on ABC. Yeah, so that's, cool. that's really is that cool. like a sum, summer show? Like summer? Yeah, only? yeah. Just Which, just started a couple weeks man, ago. Summer so. TV is the worst. They are the best. It's because di- why it's different? Like I mean, I just. Like here's you find what shows I love like about this. summer. Yeah. Here's what I love about summer. Uh, first of all, I can catch up on a lot of stuff that I haven't had a chance. Like I just watched the entire season last season of The Americans uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Watched the entire season, all 13 episodes. My wife and I just sat in our bedroom and watched yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. because cool. there's not a lot of other stuff you know we have to catch up on. Right. Uh, and the other part is I actually like reality television. Like I think there's some good reality TV shows out there. Uh, I've stuck with shows like, and this isn't a summer show, but Survivor is still one of the best shows on so TV. Good. I don't know and it's still on. Uh, a lot of people have given up on it, and I every time I watch that, I'm just like, man, there's some of the best drama, the best editing, the best storytelling on that show as any other show on television. Now, not all reality TV is that well done. The tone um, that people I, sometimes when people talk on reality TV, if it's a scripted reality TV show, right. you can tell. Yes, and I just will flip through. I'm just like, please. Please, well, don't a lot of those, that, please don't stop on that channel. I can't. I can't. A hear lot of them. those like celeb type reality uh, shows that I don't yeah. get into those. And today we went to the we went to the fair today, and then <laughs> it's like the whole episode is them at the fair, and you're like, oh. But the other one that I've that I've stuck with that I still enjoy because I love strategy and human psychology is Big Brother, mm, and, and that, so Big Brother's on during the summer, and so that's always one I get into. And then there's stuff like BattleBots and other things like that that feels like it feels like disposable television. Yes, but there's something really fun about it that you know you can kind of think about and, and have fun you, with you said that and it made me think of escape rooms have you seen any have you seen these i mean oh yeah not a show yeah. but the, just the actual those escape in rooms. yeah yeah have you been to one i have not i've kind of wanted to go to one. no i i have absolutely wanted to go we to one go so to one. yeah we should go right now well we could <laughs> i mean i kind of want to go to one anyway i heard i mean the ones around here in the area of the country that we live in they sell out like a month in advance. They're quick. That's what yeah. I heard, yeah. Anyway. You have to book. That's what made me think of when you said Big Brother and strategy and everything else. Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to see people, and survivors this way as well, see, pe- see people confronted with the reality of who they are. Because you can have this image, uh, you know, your own self-image, and you can either be in touch with that or out of touch with how that relates to reality. And so many of these people are out of touch with the reality of what their actions do to people or how they, you know... And so they believe their own lies about themselves, and then they're confronted with actual video evidence of, you know, how they act and what they do, and they can't understand why they're a villain on the show. Hmm. But, you know, it's, it's I don't but know, I find all that no, stuff, yeah, yeah. I find all that stuff fascinating. Cool. And of course, the show can craft a lot of that stuff, too, you know, right. when you've got all that material to work with, you can certainly craft a story where you might not actually be They could edit, edit one. the story together. Mm-hmm. And sure, else to make absolutely. It way, yeah. So, I love all that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um... 
well, really, thanks for coming on again. Oh, thanks for having me. I really wanted to do this episode with you and mm-hmm. Phil because I know you guys uh, know about it, and that's why. And like, I let you guys talk a lot about it because I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, it's one of those where I could have stepped all over and made puns. Do you have anything like that? Do you have anything in your world that you loved and then was adapted and you hated the adaptation? I could think of if I thought is of, Transformers like that for no, you? Uh, like? No, because Transformers is such a little kid show for me. Like, right, I was right, a little exactly. Kid when it yeah. was on. I'd have to. I'd have to kind of look. There's there are several. I I understand what you're com- where you're coming from. Yeah. Trust me. Like I. I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I, I'd have to think. This is one of the most. I mean, as far as pop culture goes, this is one probably the most, the biggest disappointment for me. Where I oh, was easily. the most yeah. hyped to see it and the biggest letdown. Yeah, easily the biggest disparity between what it could have been and what it ended. Yeah. When I was being. little, it was the Turtles franchise. Yeah, because I thought those movies were. I mean, they were really. I didn't think they were very good. Yeah, we did Turtles three on this podcast, and like the show no, was no, one it, of my favorite shows when I was a kid. And we yeah. we saw the third movie, and we're just like, oh my gosh, epically bad. Like it's super bad. But even the first movie. When when they came out and they looked the way they looked, it was like somehow yeah. that cartoon was better, right like so much better. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's something. It's just it's a disappointing feeling. Yeah, yeah. Comic books are an easy one to go back to. It's kind of so like when it's kind of are... like when you've had like a, a six pack of dolphin embryos and you still get wrinkles on your eyes. <laughs> oh it was frustrating. Gosh. Yeah, but I think I think that's probably the marina that you're getting them from. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. let me. I've got a contact. Oh, you in do? South Florida now. So I thought you got them at Sam's. <laughs> well, but I know a guy there that will get you okay. some. You're you're high and mighty. See, I'm. Yeah. I go to Sam's. Oh, I. You're see what gonna you're get them from this guy. Supplies to Costco. Oh, okay. The difference. Okay. Um, but we'll off air. Hook me up, man. Off air. Hook I don't want to give it away on here. I don't want sure. the normals to hear. No, I no, I totally get um, it. Yeah, totally get it. So this episode actually, we're, we're never going to be sponsored by PETA. Thanks well, no, you guys. well, and I, well, actually, I wanted to say that I, I wanted to get a shout, give a shout out um, to to Murray, Murray in uh, uh, Key West, Florida, uh, Murray uh, at Dolphin, uh, <laughs> Dolphin, Dolphin Dorsals in uh, uh, Tuna Town down there. I want to give a shout out to him. He's been such a good representative, Murray's and he sponsored this episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm he, sure they harvest the embryos ethically. I'm sure he. I'm sure that Murray is. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, let's don't right. give Murray too much credit, right, right. Murray? <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so guys, uh, cheers, clinking together as our dolphin embryo cups clink, and um, ah, help me. I'm a dolphin. Um, okay, so <laughs> that's what dolphins sound like. Uh, I'm a dolphin. Help me! I'm a dolphin. Oh, man. You have the highest IQ of any other mammal, and this is all you can say? Okay. So long, and thanks for all the fish. See you later. Bye bye.